Hello and welcome to Everyday People, Tuesdays at 10. Or at least I'm trying. I'm going to try and increase the production on this show over the next few weeks, make it more consistent, make it nicer to listen to. So thank you for continuing to support. Just to catch you up, Everyday People started as a blog called Talk Back Tuesday, where I interviewed some friends and then friends of friends, asking them about five questions or so. I've put out over 100 episodes of blogs, and now this is podcast only. Today is episode 109, Medha Nanigli. And she is a yoga teacher and a teacher of the Upanishads, which are Hindu quote-unquote scriptures. She talks in detail about the association of the Upanishads with Hindu culture, but also what we can learn from them beyond it. We talked about religion. Now, I myself have been an atheist for a very long time. So it was fun for me to sit down and get another perspective and just talk to somebody about it. And we talked about basic things that people can start doing to to feel disciplined and ritualistic in their lives and to have mental peace. So this is a fun conversation that you'll enjoy for the next 30 minutes. Thank you so much for listening again. Welcome to uh, Everyday People Tuesdays at 10, episode 109, Medha Nanakli. And we're recording. Okay, so um, first we'll do that five question format I told you. And my first question is easy. It is, who are you? What do you do? And what is your current side project? Uh, okay, so my name is Medha and I am a yoga teacher by profession. So I have a yoga school called Arshasam Yoga School of Yoga and Vedanta, which I run with my husband in Bangalore. And this is our main uh, profession. So we take classes in the morning and in the evening. And other than that, we uh, I also teach uh, Advaita Vedanta. So Advaita Vedanta is the study of the Upanishads and the uh, scriptures. Mm-hmm. The, so the teachings of, of the Sanatana Dharma, what is commonly known as Hinduism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I study those and I teach as well. So this is <laughs> a brief answer. Wonderful. Um, so is let's talk about that then first. The joys of teaching we've had a few teachers i've had a sorry we i've had a few teachers on my show before i've had one yoga teacher on my show before um but you mentioned that you teach the upanishads and um, you're you're delving deeper into scripture so my question to you is why do you think more people should make some time in their lives to read scripture and you can talk about, of course, your area of expertise, the Hindu scripture or the Hindu script, the Hindu air quotes scripture, like you said. Um, but if you want to also talk about other scriptures that you found merit in, that would be wonderful. Right. So uh, when it comes to these texts, the Vedas and Upanishads, mm-hmm. there is a lot of uh, misinformation out there today. And particularly with the younger generation, you know, there is no connect between the young people and the scriptures. They all, most people assume it's for later in life when I grow older or it's just, you know, faith-based, it's belief-based. There's no real value there. Mm -hmm. This is what commonly people think, but that is not the case. So I also initially did not know what is there, what is available, what is the teaching actually. Mm -hmm. And... When I was, when the first time that uh, I, I learned and I heard a class, I was actually blown away by how scientific it is because mm-hmm. I have a very 
uh, scientific background. I was uh, brought up with, you know, a proper education, what, uh, what is available, a good education, which is all about science and maths and all those things. Mm-hmm. So I had that kind of background and I like to believe I have a scientific mind. And honestly, my scientific mind was not only not disappointed, I was beyond impressed mm-hmm. by what is available in the scriptures. Right. And it's not only scientific, it is also valuable. It is something that changed my life, changed my perspective, the way I handle situations, the way I handle people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm in a right now and I'm in a phase of life where regularly situations are cropping up, which are kind of frustrating, kind of troublesome, uh, you know, regularly dealing with people, sometimes unprofessional people, sometimes incompetent people. So, you know, these kind of things are regularly happening in in my life. And I have learned how to handle these with with much more grace, much much more maturity and without letting it affect me, my mind. So there's a lot of value, which unfortunately, most youngsters don't know. They don't connect and it's not uh, cool enough to learn the scriptures these days, you know. But if I think you just approach it with a little bit of open-mindedness, you'll find some something really valuable there. Right. Now, uh, I was listening to you. I, I can hear a little hesitation in your voice that I'm making a note. Um, basically, I was, I was making a note to talk to you more about religion later, uh, outside the format. Um, but yes, I mean, I think you're right in the sense that there is that disconnect between um, uh, the youth and actually even now adults uh, a, a good generation of adults with texts um, yeah. I myself am a non-believer but uh, I'm a non-believer for more practical reasons rather than having anything against the scriptures right so I would love to discuss that with you a little bit more and we'll do that but first um, I'll move on to question three which is, you said that you were a yoga teacher. Um, talk to me about how you got into it. I mean, the, the benefits of yoga are now sort of uh, known worldwide. So I'm not going to ask you to talk about the benefits of yoga. But I, I would like to ask you, what is what is something that you've learned from yoga that applies most to your life as, as the most like happiness or fulfillment to your life would be my question so let's make it a little more personal <laughs> okay so how i got into yoga um it, so i i was practicing yoga near my house just mm-hmm. you know casually for a very long time But I was quite interested and then I did my engineering and then I got into a corporate job and somewhere I was just not happy, not fulfilled by this. Maybe some people are, I think many people find fulfillment in corporate jobs, but I was not one of them. And it was just, uh, you know, very empty for me. It just felt like, what am I doing here? The whole time I had this question, what am I doing? And I wanted to... I had to do something else. So I just quit. And I said, I'm going to do one yoga course. Then we'll see, you know, we'll just take it from there. And that course kind of changed my life. And then I did another and then I did another and then I just kept learning. And I loved that. I loved that learning. And I was able to see the transformation that it made in me. 
and uh, then slowly you know the natural progression is into teaching so i started teaching as well as a way of learning and, more yourself yes and uh, it just kind of happens you know yeah. <laughs> i think slowly uh, it happens so anyway i started teaching and what is the most fulfilling part of that for me is that like you said the benefits of yoga are very well known um but for me what i see is that i'm able to handle my own health and my own issues in a much better way i can immediately detect when i have some imbalances hmm. at a physical health level let us say i know when you know okay i have eaten something uh, you know wrong and hmm. having known what was wrong i also know how to correct it okay i do one day of the, or one you know this much of correction and i can bring it back on track yeah so i can do these adjustments and i find that a lot of students come to me and they tell you know i have this problem it's not going i can immediately see the problem and the solution like the way i see it for myself i see it for them i tell them also whether they follow or not is a different thing <laughs> but uh, i'm able to at least uh, identify diagnose and find identify and find real solutions to real physical problems exactly yeah, so that 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 is uh, the you know main fulfillment for me hmm. right yeah i think yeah like even for me i i do find ex- like our our entire body is one chain like physical is connected to mental is connected to emotional and one affects the other so having the knowledge to sort of take care of your physical body and make that a part of your daily practice like makes a lot yeah. of things easier right so I, i'm actually have recently just started exercising again last 3 months have been stressful um so but yeah i just started again i'm feeling really good about it and yoga is a little a smaller part of my practice a lot of it is in like the gym but it is there because the ben- again like the benefits are well known um yeah. wonderful i'm i'm so happy that you're uh, able to help so many people through the through the teaching through the practice and again you find it fulfilling you come across to me as somebody who is in general calm like as with a lot of yogis we we do see that sort of personality where you seem like you're in control you know what you're doing and you're able to like you said course correct when necessary what would be three pieces of advice you would give to the listener about the benefits of this sort of lifestyle and um sort of you know give them a principle to live by so three principles to live by based on your experiences mm okay so one of the first i would say is that pick up some sadhana sadhana is any kind of discipline or ritual that you would like to do that has benefits for your body and mind for example yoga or pranayama or meditation mm. or even you know you can even take sports and turn it into a sadhana you can even take uh, Uh, you know the way you eat eating can be a sadhana mm. if you just monitor how you eat you say you know i'm going to eat in this particular way all my life i'm going to fast on some particular day of the month or the week or whatever and this thing or some you know some discipline and then stick to it do it religiously i think that's going to be very transformative just pick up one good habit anything and uh, and you know really stick to it so that is the first principle 
And ideally, this should be beneficial for health, at least physical health, we have to start with. Right. Because, you know, once the physical health is in danger, whole life gets disrupted. So <laughs> I'm sure uh, people know that once, yes. you know, it happens once in life, suddenly health becomes important. So at least one thing for your health, mm. that's the first thing I would say. The second thing is for would be for your mind, I would say. And this would be managing... Um, the turbulent emotions we are easily disturbed by anger frustration stress grief so many problems you know everything is just a disturbance in the mind finally so uh, this also has to be managed now there are many ways uh, how you can manage and that is a very deep topic but so i don't i can't i don't have the scope to go into that now but i will say choose anything which will help for your mind it can be something like journal writing. It can be something for meditation or it can be, you know, simply watching your emotions. Just at the end of the day, make a record of how many times I got angry. How many, how badly did I get angry or sad or mm. upset uh, today? The very act of observing that will start to affect. It will start to change and reduce that uh, problem over some time. Right. So... I would say, yeah, physical body and mental <laughs> mental health. And third principle, I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> you tell me. You tell me some aspect and I'll try to tell you <laughs> something. Ambition. Ambition. Okay. Desire. Balance yes, of, that's a good the balance of ambition and... Uh, right. Health. That's a good one. So uh, I can tell one thing. So, you know... Uh, we like to be ambitious, you know, in our career, in whatever. It's a good thing to be ambitious because that is how we become better. Hmm. So it's a good thing. Right. But ambition should be external only. And internally, you should have only contentment. Hmm. So you have to learn to separate your ambition and contentment. Because if you bring contentment outside, there's a risk of becoming lazy and lethargic. Hmm. And if yeah. you bring ambition inside, there's a risk of disturbing your own mental state. So you have to keep your contentment within and keep your ambition outside. <laughs> I think that's beautifully said. I'm glad that you I'm glad that you gave me the opportunity to ask you the third one. So and I'll I'll tell you why because um I have you'll be like I think my 108th or 109th interview. I've done a lot. Um and different people express the same core ideas in different ways, right? And to hear you, um, hear your first point about, you know, choose any discipline that appeals to you, but do it because then you learn the value of discipline in your life, whichever one you're doing. And you, you said physical health is the best one to start with. And, you know, the fact that you're able to then express what ambition versus contentment should be, which is a very core issue for me. It's a very core issue for me, which is why I asked you about it. I am ha I'm happy to try out what you said. Keep the ambition outside and the contentment within. I'm going to try and put that into two or three exercises for myself and see what I can do. So thank you. This has been uh, therapeutic for me. But uh, the last uh, question in our formal format, uh, is there anything that you would like to guide the listener to? So you can, if you have a business, you can advertise that here. Otherwise, 
you can talk about a service that you really like or even a book that you really like something to advertise um okay so my one advice would be you know to keep an open mind and especially to the indian youth i want to say give the scriptures a chance but find a proper teacher find a, a proper way to approach it if you go about it the wrong way you will get disillusioned and then you will get even more turned off and say okay this is you know bakwas and all that but are if you, you taking, find are you taking students at the moment yes i do take students so uh, you are welcome to approach me as well if you would like to learn how can so people approach you <laughs> um maybe i can share some uh, email id or something yes. of mine and you can put it into your description box and uh, yeah if anybody is interested they can reach out to me and say they would like to study so the important thing is to find a proper teacher who has come from uh, an authentic lineage who has learned themselves in a proper way and only such a person will be able to guide you well otherwise you will find yourself confused and uh, you know disillusioned and you might even just turn in the opposite direction it will not be helpful so it is important to approach the right person and with an open mind and then you will see the magic happen okay wonderful thank you so much medha that's the end of the formal interview we cannot take a breath <laughs> okay uh i do want to ask you have you been interviewed before or was this your first no i have been a few times yeah, okay and how was how has been today's experience versus like other experiences no you asked some good questions so for example the ambition point uh that was good <laughs> you uh what do you say initiated that so that was good thank you and the questions were also quite relevant so that's good you know when when you do an interview it is the skill of the interviewer to extract the proper uh content from whoever is being interviewed right because i've been on your position as well where i have also interviewed a few uh, of my teachers and others and it is all in the skill of you how you extract because they know a lot you know they they their yeah. whole life is in this subject so they have vast knowledge in this but yeah. you have to pick and select and take the correct things so and, and you have to be specific is, in what you ask yes yes so that's all very good <laughs> thank you so much i try I, i mean you know again i have a lot of experience now in this as well it's been a lot of fun like doing this project uh, but uh, any any questions you have for me now now that we are having a like casual conversation yeah i think there was one thing you wanted to discuss no that uh, you, you 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 mentioned you are a non believer yourself yeah so like, you uh, want to discuss that sure so i have written down two things which is religion versus organized religion and fulfillment and corporate like these are my own um, how i express these ideas <clears throat> yes yeah, so i i said i was a non believer and it is not because of anything in the scripture it is more about how uh, religion is used in the modern context right there's a lot of power dynamics in society which turns a lot of people off honestly from religion so for those reasons i remain a non believer but i do i know that at some point in the future i do want to explore religious scripture both hindu and christian because i have um, both those elements in my life from a young age yeah so for those reasons i'm a non believer and um 
i don't know where do you stand on that and what's your uh, what's your take on religion really um you're right it has become power play and politicized all those things religion especially in this country it's a big uh, mess you know globally um, it has been a mess for yeah. i mean globally also yes, it's the beginning the church yeah. in the west and then you have you know organized temples here across every major majority religion in every country yes. there is a power dynamic right with christianity being number one in the world yeah so you're right it has become a mess and for that reason i don't follow the news and i don't follow any religion in that particular way same i don't watch news at all so i really don't even know what's going on i just know that it's a mess but if you ask me what exactly is the mess i don't know because i don't follow so it is you're right that there is a lack of direction and that is why i will come back to what i already said before and stress it again that it is important to find the right teacher right so uh, you know in a when i was um, in school and college i also had turned briefly to the non believing state mm-hmm. because i was not getting answers satisfactory answers right. like you ask your parents they don't know you ask your grandparents nobody knows you see the temple priest and he's on his phone and while doing his uh, mantra <laughs> and whatever it's not very convincing you know Yeah I I agree with you that it's not very convincing it it makes you feel what was the point like exactly you, <clears throat> you you feel disillusioned because you're not getting the right answers but i think once you find the proper person the proper teacher and you get your correct answers then there's no turning back it that t- sweetness that you taste after that it nothing can shake all the religious disturbance and nonsense in the world it will not shake you because yeah. now you know what is the correct and authentic thing so that people have to identify unfortunately such people are few in number the authentic people they are few in number and not just that they themselves don't involve into all these dirty politics they are very silent they are a silent group they just preserve the sanctity of the subject and they teach to serious students but you have to if you are interested Uh, and if you find such a person then it will really change your life if we go with the news if we watch that kind of rubbish all the time and if we uh, find or look at the wrong teachers who are more into triggering people into more into em- sensitizing people polarizing people if you find these kind of people you're only going to get more and more disillusioned unfortunately polarizes i think the keyword there like because ultimately what is it that we kind of looking for it right? so i i consider myself an, an ambitious person but that doesn't mean that i can um you know keep going forever unfortunately like a lot of people like they work themselves to the bone because they're looking for something like especially people without faith like it my my uncle one of my uncles once told me that you can't have no faith you don't have to believe in god or you don't have to believe in scripture but you have to believe in something he said what do you believe in and i said my own ability like i thought about it and i said my own ability he's like yes good okay believe in your own ability but you need to have faith in something but be- because of that like we i have previously pushed myself to burn out se- severely in like uh, work and everything 
and uh, for mental health reasons i've had to like pull back and learn to center myself even i don't watch the news for example because i cannot like take it it's uh the sanctity like you said of of uh, your mind is something that you ultimately have to maintain otherwise it will throw your entire life in uh, in a spiral so um i'm glad that you're teaching people um how to deal with it like in yoga is one way i journal for example that you you mentioned journaling earlier as well as as another way um how fulfilling has it been for you to be a yoga teacher how long have you been a yoga teacher by the way um about 5 6 years i, I think a little more than 6 yeah 6 wow and so yeah so uh how fulfilling has it been for you this entire journey that you've been on it's been very fulfilling <laughs> yeah it's been very so satisfying that i don't get disturbed by things anymore i you know i i know that people say oh you will be satisfied when you get success but i think the real success is when you are not disturbed by failure yeah because there's no avoiding failure nobody ever can do that not even uh, you know the gods themselves don't avoid failure if you believe in them but mm. nobody you can't find one person who can avoid failure right So the trick is not in avoiding failure and saying my life is a success the trick is in saying i can handle failure i know how to face failure and not be affected by it and that is the success so that part i am very happy to say that you know vedanta has given and it will give every student also it's not just I, that i am special or something any student who comes to vedanta will definitely get this gift so that is one part and what you said about ambition and uh, you know seeking so i will uh, you know i would just like to take a few minutes and tell you what my teacher says about this seeking sure so you know we are all seeking something all the time we want some happiness or uh, uh, some security usually or some peace of mind and we think that if i get that thing i will be happy if i get that promotion or if i get that career success i will be happy if i get that recognition i will be happy if i get that money i'll be happy if i get the car the house the wife the kids you know it's always the next thing always yeah. right what we are ultimately searching for is this happiness and this security right and in a sense what you really want is not even the security what you really want is the freedom from insecurity hmm. you just want to stop feeling insecure you want to stop feeling unhappy right that's the main thing right it's not and we think that those things give me happiness hmm. but that is not what we want we just want to stop feeling insecure yeah we want to stop feeling dissatisfied displeased unhappy miserable we want to stop all that we want relief from those things that is the main thing hmm. and this vedanta addresses so my teacher says very nicely that you know what you seek is variable but that you seek is constant because hmm. everybody seeks different different things but everybody is seeking and that is the common thing hmm. and vedanta addresses the seeking it addresses you the seeker and that is the 
trick. That is the that is where the magic will unlock for you. <laughs> because it's not in those objects. No matter what object you get, there's always the next thing, you know. <laughs> this has been wonderful. I have no more questions for you. Uh, <laughs> but uh, unless like if you have anything else to say, now is the time to say it. Um, I no, I think <laughs> I have uh, bombarded you with some <laughs> big words. No, so. I'm, I'm a professional writer. I can handle big words. <laughs> yes. But thank you again.